It's Sunday at 7 o'clock and time for the Scots Whey Show. And that was Lloyd Cole and the Commotions and Rattlesnakes from the classic album of the same name, which is one of my all-time favourites. And Lloyd is doing a UK and Ireland tour in September. Tickets are on sale now. If you head over to lloydcole.com, you can get them. As far as I can tell, there's only two Scottish dates for now. One at the Townhouse in Hamilton and another at the Beacon Arts Centre in Greenock. It would be great to see him at either of those venues.
Hello and welcome to the Scots Wahey Show with me, Ali Braidwood. And between now and nine o'clock, I'll play you the very best Scottish music, both old but mainly brand new. We also have all of our regular features. The artist of the week is Scarred Lip and I'll be talking to Matthew Bakewell from the band and playing tracks from their EP Fairhead. The featured album is Victoria Hume's Radical Abundance and I'll play a couple of tracks from it. There's Ali's Comfort Break when I play a track longer than those usually played on the radio and we have our book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for your consideration, for your careful consideration. But before all of that, we kick the show off with three new releases. And this week we start with the latest from Lunar Isles, and this is Dissolve.
from the hills I'm the dandy highwayman I like to take a chill Moving back home in a daze Seven way play photographs Of you lost in a maze Sit on a cliff and smoke a spliff Taking up back, take it in Take me home to where I live I miss my friends When I'm in pieces They put me back again All smiles at the end of my film Just happy endings And no one gets killed Let's all sit on the sofa And watch some home movies Well, the first of those three new releases was Lunar Isles and Dissolve. And if you're wondering who Lunar Isles are, it's David Skimming, a Scottish multi-instrumentalist who now works and lives and releases music from his home in South Korea. We've played his music on the show before and I'm sure we will again. That's another great track from Lunar Isles. Then you heard Junk Pups and Trophy Wife, the latest single from Junk Pups, who described themselves as a queer four-piece punk country art rock band from Glasgow with a bark as big as their bite. There's all sorts of influences going on in that track, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. And just there, you heard the Stone Immaculate and Home Movies. Stone Immaculate formed in Glasgow in 2018 and made up of songwriter Louis Jameson, Harrison Todd on bass, Callum Hughes on guitar, and Scott Lennon on drums. And if you like that, you might want to check out more of their music. If you head over to stonymax.bandcamp.com, you will find it all there. Well worth your while doing that. We're going to continue with the new releases. Next, new music from Fergus McCready. Always a reason for cheer. This is Stony Gate.
Oh, just gorgeous. Such a beautiful piece of music. That was Fergus McCready, the latest from him called Stony Gate. I would expect nothing less from Fergus. And if you're in London on March the 15th, he's going to be appearing with the Manchester Collective at the Queen Elizabeth Hall foyer at the South Bank Centre. And I'm hoping that track signals that there's going to be an album coming soon from Fergus McCready. Now it's time for a book recommendation for this week, and it is The Hollow Tree by Philip Miller, which will be published in April by Polygon Books. I've been lucky enough to read it, and before I tell you what I think, here's a bit from the back of the book. When her best friend's wedding ends in tragedy, reporter Shona Sanderson is drawn into a mystery decades in the making. As she unravels the deadly secret that binds a group of friends, Shona discovers a hidden crime that links a missing teenager, a sinister political conspiracy and an occult plot. Digging deep into a rural town's painfully buried memories, with betrayal and danger on all sides, Shona is forced to make a desperate choice that will make her career or break her. And it's the second in the Shona Sanderson series of novels. The first one was called The Golden Acre. I loved The Golden Acre. It was one of Scott Sohey's best books of 2022. So I was very excited to read The Hollow Tree and it doesn't disappoint. But where Shona Sanderson was investigating the world of art and forgery, this time around it's darker and more dangerous with a large slice of devilry. There are Overtones of The Wicker Man and other 70s horror movies, but also recent rural horrors such as Lamb and Men. And the culture clash between city dweller Shona and life in a northern town that she encounters adds to the confusion and mistrust from all. It's a great crossover of genres, it's in that it's both crime and horror. And the investigation into the occult reminds me of some of my favourite novels from my misspent youth when I used to read those kind of things. And the depiction of politics and those involved, it's very extreme but sadly completely believable. There's a healthy cynicism which matches our times throughout the novel. A thrilling read. I'm already looking forward to the next Shona Sanderson. That's me talking about Philip Miller's The Hollow Tree, which will be published in April with Polygon Books. You can pre-order it already if you head over to Berlin Books. You can get it there. And if you want to hear more about it, there is a Scotswahey podcast with author Philip Miller. If you head over to scotswahey.com, you will find it there. We're going to move back to the new music next. This is the latest from Union of Knives, and it's called Salou Salou. Street. 
Well, the first of those two in a row was the latest from Union of Knives called Salou Salou. And you can pre-order the new album from Union of Knives. It's called Start From the Endless. If you head over to unionofknives.com, you can get it there. It promises to be a cracker. And just there you had Sean R. McLaughlin and the Wind-Up Crows with Regini Shankar and Hairband. And about this collaboration between themselves and Indian violinist Regini Shankar, Sean says, absolutely breathtaking. The first time I heard Regini's playing on this track, I was welling up. It's so amazing to have songs that don't feel completely mine. In that sense, I can enjoy them as a listener, particularly the beautiful improvised outro, which you just heard on that track. There's an album coming from Sean R. McLaughlin and the Wind Up Crows in May. On the 3rd of May, it should be out. It's called Good Night Lad. It's coming out with Stitch Records. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. That time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's the full 6 minutes and 44 seconds of Alvaidres. And this is him for the Spire.
tune that was him for the spire from Alvidres or Alvidres, I'm not entirely sure. But what I will say is what I am sure about is it's taken from the excellent album Antiphon. I've been playing it all week and it's mesmeric. It's just fantastic. Do check it out. I'm sure I'll play more from it in the coming weeks. And that is Ali's comfort break for this week. And one of Scott Swahey's favourite artists for a long time has been Anna Secret Poet, who have a new EP out. It's called Psychogeography, and from it, this is As Seen Through Fresh Eyes. Imagine you're crawling all the time for speeding Those rumours are falling but your knees and hands aren't bleeding Imagine you're reclaiming All the time you've wasted Then you can stop complaining As soon as victory is tasted Desperately cling to the reasons are no longer in you. Stop responses do, but not for long. Even geniuses can be proved wrong, and the night sky it helps me see the world through fresh eyes. Open and see, open and see.
killing kills, spilling skills all over the beats, bills. And I'm just learning the drill, and we try and mix it with all the other feelings that I might reveal when I try and think of the next words to say. It's like trying to predict the weather on a rainy day. For the future is what I'll say. I guess I'm trying to save myself, but I couldn't wear the cross and bear all of those things that count to a loss. But sometimes I gain and do it again and put the V to the V. That's a W, X, Y, Z. I learned the alphabet from young so I can spit it forever and make you feel like you might be dumb. But no, I'm just smarter. Oop, not Vince Carter. I spin, move, and dunk on them like I'm going back to my own heavenly father. Huh. Like I'm going back to my own heavenly mother raised me to be a brighter kid. And so I try and take over the internet like Sid. That means I'm a leader forever. The one who's not trying to be a griever anymore. But sometimes I just have to snore because the things get boring. So jarring, spirits alarming. And so I gotta sleep under the covers and try and find another way to be my own lover. Cause that's the little key to finding yourself and trying to be a little bit better. A, B, C, one, two, three, it's the A, C, E on the mic. The vision all day, sometimes feeling you know me. That was Superman on the Beat featuring Ace Vision and Dream of Suburbia in brackets freestyle. And we've played Superman on the Beat many, many times on the show, but I think that might just be my favourite track of his so far. And before that, you heard Anna Secret Poet and As Seen Through Fresh Eyes, which is taken from the new EP Psychogeography. And now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week. And you might be expecting me to talk about Darren McGarvey's new series, but I haven't managed to see it yet. I'm sure I'll talk about it next week because it is on iPlayer at the moment. But for this week, it's some TV gold. It's an old silent witness from back in 2014, a two-parter called In a Lonely Place. Here's a little bit more about the two episodes. Following the discovery of a young woman's corpse in a forest, Nicky and Jack travel to Scotland to assist DS Jason Ross, who mistrusts local pathologist Dr Jenkins. Prime suspect is hunter and gunsmith Niall Wallace, but he is eliminated from inquiries. A clue leads to the Manhattan Strip Club, owned by Stella Nelson, who identifies the dead girl as Caitlin, who apparently gave no surname. Another dancer, Amy, tells Jack that Caitlin disappeared after getting into a car with a stranger, but the local police, obnoxious D.S. McNeil, a fantastic turn by Gary Lewis, I have to say, and D.I. Lang were not interested when she reported Caitlin missing. Five more female corpses are discovered in the forest, denoting a serial killer. When news of the murders becomes public, Sarah O'Keefe tells her boyfriend Steve that some years earlier she escaped a rapist and would-be killer in the same forest. But as she goes to tell the police, she is abducted once again. That is the breakdown of episode one. There is an episode two to follow. 
And it's the cast I want really to talk to you about. Because as well as Gary Lewis, you've got Martin Comston, Robert Kavanagh, Caroline Patterson, Henry Pettigrew, Catherine Howden, Robert McCafferty, James Harkness, and even absolutely Zamori Hunter in it. So it's a great Scottish cast. It's a slim premise to take the silent witness team to Scotland. But if you go with it, it is good fun. It's called In a Lonely Place, a two-parter silent witness, and it's on iPlayer now, along with all the other silent witnesses. And that is our TV recommendation for this week. Next is a new release from someone I consider a musical legend. This is Isabel Campbell and 
And that was Isabel Campbell and 4316. I think I called it 4316 before. That's what happens when you just read from the page rather than think for yourself. That's a great new track and again, hoping there's an album to follow. You're listening to the Scots Way Show and my name is Ali Braidwood. And now it's time for our featured album for this week, which is Victoria Hume's Radical Abundance. And from it, this is Common Ground. That was Victoria Hume and Common Ground, taken from our featured album for this week, which is Victoria Hume's Radical Abundance. And we'll play another track from that later on in the show. Now, we love to hear new music from Shears, and that's exactly what's coming up next. This is Shears and Made to Move. Time to go. 
just love that that is shears and the new single made to move now it's time for our artist of the week and it's scarred lip in a moment i'll be talking to matthew bakewell from the band after you've heard the current single this is belfast
And you've just heard Belfast by Scarred Lip, which is the current single from the debut EP, Fairhead. And I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Bakewell from the band now. Hello, Matthew. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm really well. I'm really well. And before we talk about the EP, Scarred Lip are a new band. What can you tell us about them? How did they come about? Who's in it? It was the Bakewell. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a fun one. So it was actually a... Um, uh, conjured as a, a, a more of a solo project that um and it was actually going to be I was going to record an EP and I was going to release that in a kind of just here's stuff here's music um I've been effectively in hibernation for the pandemic um and that was it and um, I had I'd kind of amassed about fifteen songs over the years um you know from when I was sixteen up until now um that I thought, okay, these are mine. I'm going to keep them on the side. Um, some of which actually were written um, with um, Nikki from Half Worn Things um, that actually were considered for Half Worn Things album too, but didn't end up getting into, this, into the direction we were going in. Right. So I just basically said to the rest of the band, well, if we're not going to put this on, on, the, on the EP or the album, I'll take this for me. Um, and then I think I ended up having a chat with Edwin from Half Worn Things. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to commission you as producer here. Um, it's going to be a, a bit of a different relationship where I'm going to basically say, here are the songs, let, let's do something with them. So scheduled a session or two and it started making progress. Um, and then, so this would have been around about Christmas 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 22. And over that Christmas, um, a very dear friend of mine, Kira, uh, came over for some beers and um, we we're having a kind of general chat about how our year had gone and she was saying that 22 hadn't been the best time. And I said, right, okay, well, uh, why don't you come and join this band with me? Because I wanted someone who is a multi-instrumentalist who could play piano, who could sing. And she had never done that before, but she had played an orchestra. She played, I think it's the Edinburgh Chamber Orchestra. Right, wow. Also, sorry, a quick aside as well. She also played all of the strings on To Live in the Flicker, the right. Platform Things debut album. Um, which her was basically her coming into a room and going, well, I could do this, and then Evan going, okay, and, then, and you know, do that seven more times, but in different ways. And then he built effectively an orchestra from what she was doing. So, so that I mean, that that was just basically the kind of the the the, the start of it. Um, and then fast forward till about February, I was scheduled a session uh, with Evan to start recording more, and Kira came in as well and was playing piano and stuff. And it was at that point. I think the the two two realities landed on me. One is haven't thought any of this through. <laughs> None of the songs were really finished, and I had completely and utterly over the over the pandemic lost any musical talent that I may have once had. Um, I, I, if the demos ever got out from that session, I think that we're talking about the end of a career. Right. Um, just couldn't sing anymore. It had no sense of rhythm or time. I mean, the songs were kind of like you know, as in like the music. And the, the lyrics were written, but none of the actual what was going to happen was going there. And, you know, God love him. Edwin just kind of let it like I think he but he was still very direct and going like this. What is what are you doing? So I think I then ended up stepping back and going, OK, so what I actually need to do is get back to being a musician again. Yeah. Um, and perhaps look at this as a media band. Um, so I ended up um, speaking to my friend Tony Wright from who was from back home. He was in um, and so you watch you from afar, who were a band who kind of of kind of of, of note. And um, also he he was in his own solo thing called Verse Courts Verse. And I asked him if he'd like to come along and and join. And then Kira just 
came to practice one day and said, oh, I've invited Gary. And I was like, okay, Gary. I don't know Gary. Gary, Gary. Gary comes to gigs and says, hi. He goes, oh, he's a drummer as well. And I was like, okay, cool. And Gary arrives. And um, I think he had just been heard some of the demos and he came in and went, um, and obviously I think he was quite unsure. I think Kira basically told him, it was like, oh, just come down. It's a wee hobby band thing. Right. Because she's very good at lying for a good cause, I think. Okay. And she basically said, and he came down and it was quite remarkable how he, he had taken what what was in these demos. Um, you know, Edwin had actually um, built uh, this mix between samples and live drums for the for the for the EP, and the vibe was a very kind of like late nineties PJ Harvey, you know, soul wax kind of vibe. Um, but Gary came in and just reinterpreted it all as a as a as a you know a live drum piece, and it was just immediate saying, "Well, would you like to join the band? Uh, it's still a hobby band. We're not really doing anything." Um, and that we kept practicing and, and Tony at that point was playing bass. Um, and then I think we got to about the summer last year and we just kind of realized that this was actually real. This was the thing that was happening. Um, yeah. and that, you know, the EP was coming and I think I started realizing that this hobby band thing was, it, it, it actually be, had legitimacy. And then, um, unfortunately Tony just had personal stuff. He had to, he had basically just a lot of things he had to go and deal with. So he had to step away for a while. And in that period of time, um, we were practicing and realizing that there was obviously there was no bass, there was no additional um, kind of that, that cornerstone. So Kira then said, "My cousin's coming down. Cousin Donald's coming down." I was like, "Okay, Donald, cool, Donald." I, I'd met Donald in 2014, um, uh, the day of the independence vote, and there's a photo of me with him and Joseph Pierce's. I don't met, I've not seen him since then, but I knew he was a lovely guy, um, and he came down, and I was like, "Okay." And he then again picked up his instrument, had been listening to the demos and just kind of just straight went into it. And at the end of that practice, I went, would you like to join this hobby band? It's, you know, you're, you're in. Um, and that just immediately just kind of made it snowball. It had gone from a thing that was an occasional practice and maybe and, and doing some serious work to going, right, we're going to have to practice every Sunday. We need to book a gig. We need to do, you know, get ready for the EP launch. We have to do photographs. And it's just ended up back into a very um, seriously, you know, something I've taken very seriously as opposed to going, I'm, I'm now in my, my mid forties. I just want to take it easy to turning out. It turns out I just can't, I don't have the physical ability to do this. Um, and yeah. And I mean, I think with, um, with, you know, with, with Edwin um, as a producer and, um, and just kind of taking forward a lot of the stuff, it's just, it has just become very, very important to me. And, um, and, and as a group as well, it's become very familial and everyone has, you know, got that, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it sounds like silly little things, but hugging each other when you arrive at practice and hugging people when you say goodbye and it not feeling like it's a superficial thing, you know, it's it's yeah. gotten very, very close. Um, um, and that's not, again, not not what I expected. I think I had um, become kind of like a bit like, no, no, we're just going to get all business. But now it's, yeah, it's just really, really good. I think is the best way to put it. It is really good. I've heard the, the songs. I, I I agree with you completely. Um, it's interesting what you're saying. I wonder if this is kind of cod psychology, so forgive me. But that thing what you're saying, I kind of forgot my lost my musicality and I'd lost that thing. I wonder if that's linked into taking it seriously. That you actually mm. say, no, I'm making a decision now. We are going to take this seriously, and then that kind of instinct or whatever it is comes, you know, right back in. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's very much it. It was actually realizing that this wasn't something I could kind of phone in anymore, that um, I had to actually start getting back into a kind of level of, of, of musical fitness that I had just before the pandemic, when, when half form things kind of just hit, hit the zenith and we were, we were really kind of, we played that, that, that sort of like short voodoo. Yeah. And I felt that the, the kind of the work that, that I had done in that period with Morgan and Edwin of, of really kind of like putting each other under a microscope and saying, right, you can't just dial this in. You can't just, um, you know, hope that it's good. You have to sit and practice all the time and get very, very um, sure of yourself. And I think that's what's actually, I've regained that absolute sure, sureness of what I'm actually doing. I'm not necessarily saying I'm some sort of like virtuoso or, or anything like that, but it's just going, I know that I can get on stage and just do this now. Um, and I've, I've definitely found my my, my singing voice again. Um, that's actually, I mean, to be honest, that was also just the introduction of using um, in-ear monitors. It just gives you a, a, such a degree of security and kind of confidence because you're not fighting against anything. You've got your own mix. Um, and I think also the guys in the band, I just, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a, it was just one of those moments where I think I was singing something and they stopped and and kind of said, we, you know, you're really good at this. And I hadn't heard that in a very long time. And it, it just, it was just a very reassuring thing to hear that, you know, people weren't necessarily just being nice. And, you know, cause you know, I've been to gigs where I've said to people that was great. And, um, not lying per se, but I, I think I was stretching the truth a little bit because I don't want to be an asshole to someone and say, no, you're not very good. Um, so yeah, I, th I think you're right. Yeah, it, it is actually um, taking it seriously and actually knowing that it's it's not just something I can I can dial in or, or phone in. I have to really work at this. Um, and everyone else in the band, giving that same level of, of commitment to it, I think that just made me go, right, well, the, everyone's game has to just keep, it's not like competition, we're going, we just have to level up together. It's really interesting to hear. I do wonder if that thing about saying we're going to be a band rather than it being a solo project with people coming in and out. As you say, as a band, you maybe push each other to to be as good as you can possibly be and, yeah. and improve in that way. But what I would also say is the songs from what I've heard are, you know, you said these were songs that you, you, you've been working on for a while, some of them. They're very personal to you. A lot about your own upbringing, is that right? Yeah, so the, the actual project itself um, started to really take shape when I found, and there were photos I'd maybe found in my mom and dad's house a good while ago, but I actually had them in a book. Um, I've got a copy of the Hotel New Hampshire that I just read every year. Right. If no one's ever read it before, I mean, God, that book is like, it's, I don't know, I've, I know people have actually recommended it to, and then they phone me up and go, why did you recommend this to me? It has all of the most awful things. And they're going, because it's John Irving, and he tells you horrible things in a way that makes it kind of like a bit, I don't know, disconnected or something. But Matthew, it, I have recommended John Irving to people because I absolutely love him, and people have looked at me as like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's, so I you know, really agree with you. I think it's amazing. I think he's amazing, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's it definitely it's um I don't I'm not saying that my, my own home life was as crazy, but I think that, that there was a connection there. You know, I come from a, a family of like I'm mom and dad and then my four brothers were five boys, were the Bakewell boys. And um, you know, there's a whole um, you know, kind of unspoken um kind of like language that we all have. Um and it's a, a very, very kind of big connection. So we grew up in a place called Ballycastle in Northern Ireland. Uh, which is a, this kind of very beautiful, picturesque seaside town. Um, 
And so, yeah, so it was, I, I found the book and it was, I was looking through it and then uh, these photos fell out and they're actually these square photos. And the, the actual, one of the main ones is that photo that's on the front cover of, of, the, of the EP and two other ones have been actually used in the artwork for the singles. And it just, it just kind of went, that's a whole other life I don't remember. Um, or it's as if it's like I kind of left it behind. And it started this whole kind of strange mining process, almost like my brain went and started doing it and just started to recall all these things and what it was like in particular to grow up in Northern Ireland in the 80s, which was, you know, a very, a very tumultuous time, but also it's also really depressing. I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers the 80s. They weren't very much fun. And I think I may, I whenever I think I remember growing up in the 80s, people were going, well, at least it's not as bad as the 70s. I'm going in memory, actually, in hindsight, God damn it. Like yeah. the 80s were were horrific um and yeah so those that, that started kind of like coming to the surface and i started kind of looking then back at this back catalog of songs that had either been an, a version of them had been recorded with other bands or there were snippets of them that had a lot of weight to them and i started realizing that yeah that this was all very um very very important to me and i'd kind of forgotten about it and then on top of that, you had things like um, Belfast, which is the most recent single. That was the start of that was um, in Half One Things, Nikki would just sit at the piano on occasion, um, you know, and 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 she was, I think she was figuring herself out as a musician and was was figuring out how like how to write music. And she just she started playing this 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 riff and the with me lyrics tend to come very very quickly and instantly and they and whatever they are they stick. You know, I don't actually tend to rewrite that many things. It, it's mostly because it's phonetics. Whatever actually fits really well with with the actual music or the the the, the, the shape of the mouth, I have to then go with that and then figure out what the song means afterwards. Sometimes, um, but this this line about actually the original line was I wasn't going to be a lost cause, um, and that was the original name for the song. But it it sat there at this point. I mean, it really was actually, it's the line, um, walked away from the light and my eyes grew hazy, wasn't going to be a lost cause. But that was literally, that was what it was. That's And it, that stuck around for a long time. And then during, I think it was me, uh, 2020, um, towards the end of the year, um, Nikki had then sent us a bunch of piano demos and th she then sent this, you know, what was the, the piano for Lost Cause or, yeah, at the time was Lost Cause. And it had been totally, it actually had an entire, you know, sections to it. And it just came, it it just came so, so rapidly. And it's the the lines about, um, it, it, look, even when we were young, we felt so old is is very much in reference to, I think a, I think a, a line that runs through my family, but I, I think it, it comes quite, quite largely from my mum, is that this notion that, at a very young age, you're going to die, and it's a very crushing thing when you're very young. And I, I, I got it. My brother Cormac got it. My mom mentioned that too when I think I first confessed to her that you know this was a terrifying thing. So it's kind of it's kind of largely about about being you know growing up in the eighties and feeling generally kind of adult and very depressed about things. Um, and then I think there's there's other lines in there that that come from other sources. So um, my family still lives in Belfast and my wife and I will sometimes go back and hang out and we love it a great deal but but my wife said a very a very kind of very apt thing about Belfast which was the sky is very low and it just that then then you bring out this line under low skies we fall in line which then you know you kind of it's a very kind of neutral 
assessment of the of the troubles i think you're kind of going let's not get too political but you know there there's a lot of of unavoidable um uh subjects or unavoidable um lyrics about the troubles you have to kind of get in there but you don't want to again go this is some sort of you know specific several you know yeah you know i mean i'm trying not to be really careful about what i say there um but yeah so and then what happened with that was that it it was we, we brought it into half room thing sessions and me and edwin and, and morgan worked on it but at that point it was this very slow piano ballad and it and it it got drums towards the end but it just never felt like where half room things were going which was this very dark kind of very very broad and yeah. you know like cinematic vibe so belfast became this thing and i think once we decided it was out i said okay i'll take it i'm going to do this with it then edwin and i started producing and it became a lot more the drums became a walking rhythm um and it, the, there's a whole different middle eight and things like that so it's it's it just end up just being this i think it's as i said it is the heart of the ep it really does kind of represent yeah. All the things being tied together of course then there's songs just about breaking up with people that are really sad <laughs> you know i can't avoid doing that i just love writing breakup songs it's you know it's it's just pop, pop music is meant to be in my opinion and now we are recording let's be honest about this we're recording this before the ep comes out on the second mm. and you've got a gig lined up at the we red bar so let's presume that that was absolutely you know what a triumph yeah. that was Great. yeah 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 been there. <laughs> but are you going to play? Do you plan to play further gigs with the band? Yeah, no, I think I think we're we're pretty much uh, the the plan is to try and start doing as much as possible. I think that um, I think that we're going to try and try and try and do gigs with support slots and things like that, and and see what's actually going on out there. Um, I think we just want to kind of do this one gig to first of all, Kira's first first ever gig. So it's kind of go, okay, well, this is this is what it's like. Um, but I, th I think there's, you know, it's uh, I, I think it's very different from, say, my first gig when I was 14, when it was just like everyone's amps broke and then I think someone had a fight and, and then took a pee behind the drum kit. You know, it's everything's a lot more kind of um, adult and dignified these days. But <laughs> yeah, but definitely, definitely looking looking to play more gigs. I mean, th this represents the first time I've been on stage in four years, oh, wow. which... Um, is very strange for me because it's definitely the longest departure I've ever had. The, the one previous to this would have been a couple of years. Um, so I'm not actually sure who I am stage-wise anymore. And I've been told that, that I can't revert back to the previous version of myself where I said terrible things to see what how people would react. I, I'm, I have to still be a bit more you know, mature and not, not try and shock people, which is fair, actually entirely fair enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. Yeah, let's see if you can kind of keep that under control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's mommy's coming. That's the thing. Yeah. Like everyone, the because everyone, the band. Well, um, so Kira and, and Donal are both from back home as well. They're Irish, and Gary's Gary's from uh, Glasgow. But people's parents are coming, so I can't make the majority of the jokes I was going to make, uh, unless they say to their parents, come to them and go, you can't, you can't play with him anymore. He's he's a bad child. So yeah. <laughs> And now that the EP is ready to come out, I mean, you must be excited that that's the case. You know, you've said how, you know, the band have formed and how the songs have formed over this period of time. What strikes me is they sound like a proper collection of songs. You know, it's not just, you know, things that you've thrown on there just to include it. There's a kind of wholeness to the to the the EP. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that a lot of that um, credit must go to Edwin for that. Um, he's got a very keen ear about 
how this all flows. I think he looks at, it, you know, it depends. If I went to him and said I want to record a single, I think he would have gone, let's, you know, that this can be whatever it wants to be. But w- working with him as a producer, it's very much he looks at the the whole thing and how it will flow together. And when he's working on even the final part of the mastering, he'll listen to each of the song and jump back and forth and go, right, okay, well, there is a th- there's a through line here. So it doesn't feel like you're going, different people recorded this or it's, you know, it's a, it's a different band because... If you ever do, I mean, I, there's a couple of albums I'm I'm very aware of where they'll they've thrown in a song that was produced by someone else, and you just kind of go, "This is it's like watching like a, a kind of bootleg of a, a film, and then someone's inserted like VHS footage." Like I don't know if you've ever seen the 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 um the kind of like assembly cut of Exorcist Three, the the one that the Legion, just don't do it because it's it's so jarring because every time they insert a bit of like original footage, it was just VHS on top of the HD. It's like, and you can hear the VHS going, mm, like it's just whine, and it, none of it's actually that good. So I think you always have to make sure that it's it, you, you're you, once you welcome people into it, that it has to be compelling, and you can't really sh- let make make people kind of like aware that they're listening to something. They have to you know be absorbed by it. So again, you know, um, very much, I think Edwin kind of identifying how all of this was going to be put together, and um, yeah, I like I unfathomably blessed to to have someone like that in my life who has the patience to work with me and get the best out of me as well it's you know it is um i don't think i'm ever ever not going to be grateful that he's he's taking the time with me to do these things well you know what a big fan i am of half form things i was so excited when you got in touch and said you got a new band coming out and wow it really hasn't disappointed i absolutely love it matthew thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me i really do appreciate it no, no, thank you very much. Anytime. I'll I'll there's there's more coming by the way. We've we've written an album. We'll talk about it. No, I know, no, I was reading I was reading a press release and it says that we've already got another at least another EP's worth of stuff. It took off. No, by the way, this is all like stuff that wasn't part of the the plan. It just started happening. Um and Kira just decided to go, Oh, by the way, I've just written all this beautiful music. Do you want to use that term going yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it is it's all grown legs, um, and it's out of control. So I'm very excited. So it's, this is only the beginning. Only the beginning. It turns out, yeah, not the plan, but it certainly is now. That's excellent. And this is Scarlet and Dark Signs.
And that was Scarred Lip and Dark Signs. The EP Fairhead is out now and it's superb. Thanks again to Matthew for taking the time to talk to me. And there'll be a longer uncut version of that interview which will be put out on Tuesday over at the Scotsway Hay YouTube channel. If you go to scotswayhay.com, there is a button to click that will take you straight there. This is the Scotsway Hay Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and we return to the new releases next. This is Into Yesterday and Artificial Thinking.
in Havana It's seven days enough time To soak up fresh stories And the sunshine I spoke with a local woman And with Fidel Castro too It was good to get their thoughts On the day's news A bookseller on a bespoke Does a good passing trade He said that it's in times like these That friends are made Over lunch I have a mini crisis As I redefine my dreams If it's time to make some adjustments I'd better work out what that means I think about the ocean And the rivers that feed the sea You know nothing that is human Is alien to me Well, that was Callum Baird and Una Semena in La Habana. And if you head over to CallumBaird.com, you will find all things Callum Baird. It's well worth checking out. A fantastic singer-songwriter. And before that, you heard Into Yesterday and the latest single from them, Artificial Thinking, following on from Method Acting at Midnight, which they released, I think, both last year. And they do write catchy songs. And that's just the latest example Another band I'm looking forward to hearing more from, hopefully, very, very soon. Now it's time for our podcast recommendation for this week, and it's called Here Comes the Guillotine, and it features comedians Frankie Boyle, Susie McCabe, and Christopher MacArthur Boyd. Here's the trailer for it. I'm Frankie Boyle. I'm Susie McCabe. And I'm Christopher MacArthur Boyd. And this is Here Comes the Guillotine. There is zero theme. Zero structure. Quite grim chat about the history of the planet and its future, which is death. I wouldn't throw the words grim or death out there in the promo. For a lot of the time, the studio is bathed with flame and we recreate the epic of Gilgamesh regularly. We also have a wee bit of a laugh. Sometimes I turn into a flaming ox and take to the skies. Sometimes they get a bit carried away with their goblin chat, but listen, all in all, tune in, it'll be a good laugh. It's just three pals having a chat. And that pretty much tells you all you need to know about it. I've only managed to listen to one so far, the one which is called Norman Tebbit is Not a Cannibal, but I really enjoyed it. It's three of my favourite comics having a blether, and in some ways that's what podcasts are for. There's three episodes out at the moment with more coming very, very soon. It's called Here Comes the Guillotine. It's our podcast recommendation for the week and you'll get it in all the usual places. Next is a new release from Kirkcaldy's Mosaics. This is In Your Head. Hello, 
That is the new single by Mosaics and it's called In Your Head. Now we return to our featured album for this week which is Radical Abundance by Victoria Hume and from it this is Article. makes sense I can offer logic and sound economics and peaceful intent but this is an article of faith and we'll only throw off our constraints if we give up our
Drying out fields for impossible yields that we waste by the ton. But you, like a furious child, with your fever bright eyes, come to burn it all down. That was Victoria Hume and Article, and I promise you the whole album, Radical Abundance, is as beautiful as that track is. And the album comes with a lovely booklet of lyrics and illustrations from Victoria. It's a featured album for this week. It's called Radical Abundance, and it's out now with Lost Map Records. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the coming week. And on Wednesday the 6th, Neon Waltz are going to be at King Tut's Wawa Hut in Glasgow before heading along the M8 to the Mash House to play in Edinburgh on the 7th. On the 7th in Glasgow, that's Thursday the 7th, Manga St. Hilaire is in town and they're going to be supported by Conscious Root at SWG3. There's loads of gigs on Saturday the 9th. We're going to tell you about three of them. First of all, Gladcast 2 is happening at the Glad Cafe. It's a fundraiser for Glad Radio, which is a great community radio station in the south side of Glasgow. And at Gladcast 2, here's who you're going to see if you make it along. It's got Becky Wallace, Budgie, Lainey Dempsey, LT Leaf, Nikki Murray, Robin Adams, and we're promised even more special guests as well. That's to say, that's... Gladcast 2 at the Glad Cafe on Saturday the 9th of March. Through in Edinburgh, James Grant and the Hallelujah String Quartet will be at the Queen's Hall, and that should be a very, very special night. But on the Saturday, I'll be at Stereo in Glasgow for the launch of Kilgour's album How to Put Your Hat On. There's going to be support there from Scott Park and Frank So. And so, I may see you there if you're going along. And that is our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. Now let's go for two more before we say cheerio. Starting with a good friend of the show, this is Jim Byrne and Sweet Maria. I watched the flowers on the table take a bow Raindrops on the window fall with tears my love, my dear, my sweet Maria 
It is a blessing to be where I need to be. Oh, this kiss upon your hand will set you free, my love, my dear, my sweet Maria. And this hurt upon my heart. Too soon we are apart. We'll find our peace somehow. I let go somehow. The earth it turns until the morning shows. The birds they sing their sweetest songs above. My love, my dear, my sweet Maria. On the window for a tear, my love, my dear, my sweet Maria. Oh, my love, my dear, my sweet Maria. Oh, my love, my dear, my sweet.
first of those two was Jim Byrne and Sweet Maria. Jim's been making and releasing music for a while now, but it's time more people knew about him. And for me, he could sing anything and make it soulful. It's a great example of what he does. And just there, you heard Fraser McPherson and Healing Time in brackets reversed. It's from the EP Breather, Reversed and Slowed, which you can buy over at Fraser McPherson's Bandcamp page. And that's all for another week. You've been listening to The Scots Way Show and I've been Ali Braidwood and I hope you found something to investigate further. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or you can go to scotswayhey.com where all the old shows await you and a whole lot more. Next on Cam Glen Radio is Paul Puppet's Spangled Show. I'm going to leave you with Gary Clark's cover of David Bowie's Cooks, which is taken from the TV show Modern Love's soundtrack, the very first series soundtrack. Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Will you stay in a lover's story? If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow So take a chance With a couple of cooks Hung up on romancing Will you stay in the lover's story? If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you Soon you'll grow so take a chance with a couple of cooks hung up on romancing. We bought a lot of things to keep you warm and dry. And a funny old crib on which the paint won't dry. We bought you a pair of shoes and a trumpet you can blow and a book of rules about what to say to people when they pick on you cause if you stay with us you're gonna be pretty cookie too will you stay in a lover's story if you stay you won't be sorry cause we believe in you soon you'll grow so take a chance with a couple of cooks hung up on romance And if you ever have to go to school Remember how this, this old fool Don't pick fights with the bullies or the cats Cause I'm not much cop at punching other people's dads And if the homework brings you down Then we can throw it on the fire and take the car downtown Will you stay in a lover's story? If you stay Take a chance with a couple of cooks. Huh?
How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and pink. To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. University Hospital Wishaw is recruiting for the Edinburgh and Lothian's Viral Intervention Study in kids to see if salt water nose drops can help children with colds get better faster and be less likely to pass on the virus to others. If you have a child under 7 years of age, you may be able to help join the fight. To find out more, visit elviskids.co.uk or contact the Lanarkshire Elvis Kids Study on 07976 320284. If you're struggling to clear debt on your energy bills, you can apply for a grant from British Gas Energy Trust. Before applying, you should seek some financial advice. Money Matters in the local area can help. You can call them on 0300 029 041. Find out more about the grants by visiting britishgasenergytrust.org.uk. And finally, Urban Roots are looking for volunteers to support growing spaces in the south side of Glasgow, including Malls Mire. If you have an interest in community gardens, you can contact them on 0141 613 2766 or email emma at urbanroots.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.